Blog Talk Radio. I had a dream, we were sipping whiskey neat, highest floor of the Bowery, and I was high enough. Connection with us, and tonight our show about is about conflict happens, but don't accept the madness. But before we get started, 
uh, we're going to go ahead and get ourselves prayed in, and I think we will go ahead and do the Lord's Prayer, and we will be right back.
Your host, uh, Arlene Cahead. <laughs> we are your host, Arlene Cahead, and my beloved hubby, King. You want to say hi, hi to my uh, family? I say <laughs> hi to my family. I say hi to you. I, I enjoy hearing your laughter. I really, really do. I think that's what makes us young. Okay, yeah, I, I can accept and receive that. I can accept and receive that. Okay, so tonight, family, like I said earlier, uh, this show is Conflict Happens, but don't accept the madness. So, family, uh, as always, uh, shows tend to be inspired um, by something And You know even though uh, We are on Quote unquote the spiritual path Technically we are all on the spiritual path But um, we are uh, When a person Is more directed And more focused on being on the spiritual Path you know I, I think that there is this Misconception that You know that 
a spiritual person is not supposed to experience any drama or whatever the case may be. I mean, I think personally that is a misconception that many people have. But all it means truly is that when you're really on it, you begin to learn how to negotiate <laughs> the challenges that come before you because it it doesn't, you know, life doesn't stop or things or drama doesn't stop happening simply because you decided to get on the path. It just gives you a very, you begin to learn more tools on how to navigate your experiences. So recently I experienced a, a violation of, of what I would consider a violation of a friendship. Uh, to give you a bit of a backstory, uh, a person, an um, associate of mine, um, comes from what you would deem like uh, an abusive background, according to what he shared with me. And what happened was he did not show up to do – he was not showing up – the way that I needed him to in order for us to have um, an event take place at uh, the place that I, I, I guess I organized meditations for. And, and as a result of it, you know, I I would I had been very lenient, very helpful in trying to help this person get themselves together, and they did not reach me in time. So when they eventually got back to me to get their information up, um, people were asking questions. People were asking questions like, oh, what's the meditation going to be? You know, we don't see any information. Can you let us know? Because we're thinking about coming. And and so, uh, as a result of uh, as a result of that, the person who actually owns the space, because technically I'm a, well, I would consider myself a manager, um, the person who owns the space said, "Well, what is the meditation going to be about?" Because I don't see the information up. And I said, "You know, so and so was supposed to go ahead and uh, do the meditation." This. Um, this coming Monday, but he hasn't gotten back to me. So being in the role of responsibility, I went ahead and I was like, well, I think it was, what, 4 or 5 o'clock in the evening. And ideally you want to have information up beforehand. So I told her, well, I'll just do a sound, you know, I'll do a sound healing meditation and we'll we'll just run with that. Uh, it'll be it'll be something that I've done before. No, no big deal. He gets in contact with me later, and we have our discussion. And as a result, um, we go we go ahead and and I get the information. And I'm thinking, well, maybe just maybe I can go back to the person who actually owns the space and have it, you know, have her change it. She said no. I go back to him and I tell him, well, you know, you didn't get the information to me in time. 
and, you know, we're going to have to postpone this and perhaps, you know, we go ahead and reschedule you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, he got upset. And there was, he starts yelling and screaming at me um, about about how things are unorganized. And, you know, if you can't work with him, you know, he's dealing with whatever, whatever, whatever. And there was, and, and he's yelling and screaming at me. My thing is, you know, I, I always tried to operate in a space of of being honorable and respectful. And when it comes to conflict, my thing is, is that, you know, we need to part ways for a moment and revisit this so that we can deal with this on, in, in a much cooler fashion. Well, let's just say that the exchange descended into us having a scream-off match. And finally, at, at one point, I was like, you know what, we need to get off the phone, let it, you know, and we can revisit this. And he kept running his mouth. Um, we got, you know, he continues running his mouth. I figured, let it, you know, my first thought, and next time I will go with that, was to go ahead and hang up on him. I did not hang up on him. He continued yelling and screaming. And at, at some point he did actually listen and we got off the phone. By this time, I'm extremely upset. And I'm I'm extremely upset because I have been deeply disrespected. I, I you know, I felt deeply disrespected. And when I sat alone with that, um, with the exchange that we had, it was like the first, first, and I promise you the last fight that we will ever have, um, what really got to me was just the level of disrespect. And the thing that was really disturbing about it was that he did not see how he was in violation. In fact, he left a message saying that, you know, if, you know, conflicts happen, conflicts happen. And, you know, that we we don't really need to get into who's right or wrong, but, you know, that that we should be able to get past this and that he didn't think that we could be friends <laughs> if if we can get upset with each other and, and move forward from there. Anyway, um, for me, it wasn't even about conflict. Uh, I, I, I have challenges with, you know, with people, my, you know, for sure. And if I, you know, if I don't necessarily agree with the person, you know, I could, I could say, hey, you know, we can agree to disagree. I'm not going to sit here and debate you about whatever the case may be. You know, we just have di- differing viewpoints, and, and and you know what? And that's okay. It's okay to have differing viewpoints about whatever the case may be. 
But when you descend into a place of the de-evolution of screaming and yelling, and, and, you know, regardless of whatever it is that we are seeing on the television or what have you, that stuff is way out of line. It's so unnecessary. We don't even need to go there. You know, we need to get to a place where we stop this type of dysfunctional behavior. And the thing is, is that I think the thing that really, really got to me was like, you know, here I was, I was operating in this space, and you took it there. You know, and and having like personal attacks against me or what have you, and thinking that that was okay of okay way to treat me. So, um, we did. I did hear. I did receive a you know message from him later, uh, saying that he wanted. There's something that I that I have that he's wanting, and he's going to pay. He's supposed to pay me for it, but technically, I think that it was just. He wanted to actually see me and coax me out. But here's what my thought was. If he was talking to my husband and my husband was in the same place that I was in, he would not have talked to my husband that way. There are two uh, friends and associates that we have. He would not talk to him that way. And there was another person that we know, and he wouldn't talk to her that way. So, you know, you know, one, two, three, these three people, you would not talk to them that way, but I'm supposed to be your friend, and you come to me with this madness. So it's not even about, it's not even about, what is it? It isn't even about conflict. It's about respect. So anybody who gets close to you is privy to being possibly disrespected and yelled at and scream at um and you and you think that this is okay this is not okay and essentially what i said was i i said pretty much every that you know that conflict happens but there's great there are different ways of dealing with that and there are three people that, that that we know that I know that you wouldn't talk this way about uh, to walk talk this way to, and you did that to me. That ultimately, that you know, what is appreciation and love without respect? You have chaos, dysfunction, and abuse. And this is supposed to be the person that you love. I mean, really? Or you have an appreciation for. And you treat them like this. That the familiarity that you've had with this individual, you know, has breeded all of this contempt. <laughs> As a result, uh, you know, you know, because they were wanting, because they can still wanting to be friends with me, and I'm like, you know, friendship would require this person to show up differently than what they've been doing, and I don't go around telling people who it is that they, who it is or what it is that they should be doing. However, you know, you know, no, we can't be friends if conflicts really have this thing of showing up 
you know, if because you know, like I said, conflicts and challenges do come up in relationships. It's about how you handle it. And if this was to happen again, and it, you know, we would de evolved into de evolved into a screaming match again, then no, we cannot do friendship. This is unacceptable. You know, this is unexpectable. I had experienced all of this with you in this one thing. If this were to happen again, uh, happen again, I, as as, you know, as I I really do believe in being nonviolent. But I'm just, you know, you would that type of. I'm not going to let you just let you act the way you're going to, you know, where you're going into this this conditioning that you've been brought up in and bring it to me. It's not happening. And then he might get, you know, you know, my husband is old school and he might hurt you if this was to happen again. Anyway, don't let anybody, don't let anybody convince you that simply because you are friends that you need to accept abuse from them. People really need to re really need to look at what it is that love represents to them. If it represents abuse, if it represents disrespect, it represents violence, any of those things, any any violation like that, verbal, physical, doesn't matter. You don't have to accept that. Don't accept the madness. There are ways, there are there are plenty of people out there that teach people how to deal with conflict resolution. There are plenty of books and all you have to do is start that process of actually implementing those things. Just don't accept, don't have people honor your boundaries. Say that again. You want to share anything, honey? I just have people honor honor your boundaries. Just honor them, you know, have people honor your boundaries. <laughs> okay. Look, people, for real, Arlene was pissed off. I, I'm sitting up here, and I know the side of the story. <laughs> she is such a sweet person. She is so kind. You guys, really, she was about to bust somebody up. I'm telling you. She called me. She let me know what the situation was. She was about to bust somebody up. I'm telling you, she was about to bust somebody up, right? So I think back on the song that she just played, It Ain't Me. And the song is such a sweet song. And it is appropriate because that's, that's Arlene, really. It's, it's, a, it's kind of like a hokey song. It, it is. You know, that's okay. I don't mind. But <laughs> listen, though, listen for real, right? It ain't me. Da 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 da. You know, it ain't me. So after she, after she, after she calmed down, 
because she was gonna hurt somebody. I'm telling you, I had to hold her back. If it was some real talk, if it was some real talk, if we were really right there, homie would have been in, in pieces. I'm telling you, he would. She, I would have had to. I would have had to save him. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> but yeah, she was disrespected, and when I got word of that, I was not pleased. I know the individual and people across the board, you have to identify where they are and operate in accordance to the level which they are in a way that the alignment doesn't disrupt what's happening in your life no matter what the situation or circumstance is. So Arlene was very kind to this gentleman. And I use the word gentleman not misappropriately because we're talking of an individual who most people consider him to be different. Some people straight out say he's weird, all right? But I'm a kind person also, so I'm not going to throw it out there like that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, really, think about it. Everybody we know sees this individual as weird, and I think he sees himself as weird also. But Arlene was embracing him trying to help him through his difficulties, assisting him in any way possible, helping him with his thought processes, things of that nature. And thanks be to God, I have a calm spirit because for real, for real, if it was any other way, I would have known that this dude was really trying to push up on my woman anyhow. I'm not a jealous type of person. I am an observant individual. And I know he likes my wife a lot. So much so to where he kind of feels, this is my personal opinion, feel, my personal opinion, he would have kind of felt if he had recognized the beauty that my wife is before I did, he would have done what he could have in order to capture her. But I was no fool, and I ain't no fool even to this day. I know the beauty that this woman possesses. When I identified and saw it, I jumped on this. I was like, I am not missing this train, no shot. Nah, I ain't having it like that. <laughs> so Arlene oh, thank was you, honey. doing her best. You're welcome. Arlene was doing her best to present this thing so sweet and kind, but I'm telling you, it would have been disastrous. So he's the one throughout the word um, conflict. And truth be told, people really don't understand what they are saying at times. When we look up conflict, we find that conflict is defined literally as a state of open, prolonged fighting. It's warfare. 
Okay. So people don't understand what they're even talking about. The second definition would be a state of disharmony, clash. It's synonyms are belligerency, strife, hostility, contention, difficulty, discord, dissension. Come on, really? And he's talking like this, and then he comes back, and he says how much he loves us. Now, I'm like, okay, I haven't talked to the guy since. Arlene don't want nothing to do with him, and I don't blame him. But I'm going to tell you this. You have to recognize what forgiveness is, and you have to recognize what you are not going to tolerate because this is the life that has been given to you, and it's your gift. Life is your gift, and in that knowing that you have this gift, make sure that this gift is wrapped as beautifully as it ought to be for you to enjoy it to its fullest because love is patient and kind and is not easily irritable. This guy, he's got issues. So we're not talking about the individual. We're talking about what sparked the incident that brought forth the topic, which is conflict happens. It does. There's no doubt about it. But it's about how you respond when a clash occurs. The word conflict is two words that come together, meaning together strike, to strike together in essence. That's what conflict is when you break it down to its simplest terms. You can strike and you can start a fire or you can strike and you can apologize. You have to decide which way that's going to go. Back down sometimes if you have to. Don't be easily provoked into going off. And to go off, that ain't where you need to go. You don't demand your own way. And that's what this guy was trying to step up on. And, hey, for real, yeah, if I was in a situation and saw that happen, I would have stepped right up to him and said, who do you think you're talking to? You better sit your down. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I I got it off off my chest, too, now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it, here in I, I guess that was the thing that I I already I already knew that that he would have never done that with King he would have never have done that with the other two the other two associates that we have he would have never have done that with them you know and 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 take you know the thing is is I didn't want I didn't want him to to think that it was just a sex thing with uh, with me to with the drawing out two names that were male first, my husband and the other person. But I, there's another woman 
that we both know. And he would not have, he would not, I'm telling you, because she could be a barracuda too. And I think that one of the misconceptions that people have, may have about me, is because of the way I operate, uh, a, a way I operate, and looking to be, uh, for the most part, a peacemaker, uh, that there is this conception that I am weak and I'm far from that because the thing is is that I've been I've been working on myself for years and how I operate in the world because I know how really damaging the old me would have been like uh, I know how how really angry and I I will rip somebody apart is one of the reasons why I got on the path anyway, because I did not want to be in that state of mind where I wanted to inflict bodily harm on people. And so being cognizant of that and being aware of myself, um, I had to find ways of, dealing with my anger in different ways so that I did not go out and hurt people. And, you know, being on the spiritual path gave me the tools in order to operate in that space. Um, None of us really, I don't think, uh, all of us on some degree or level, I think, operate, have operated or have been uh, condition to a certain amount of dysfunction, and it is imperative for us to make the decision to no longer operate in that dysfunction and take a really good look at ourselves and make the changes that we need to make. And knowing that when we make those changes, that it's not going to be an easy process. One of the things that, like I said before, that I think that really that really got me was that he did not realize that he was in violation. And 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 from what I am aware of of him. He likes to follow astrology very closely, and you know, and he's all about knowing where the moons are and the suns and the whatever. It's not my particular. Um, it's not my particular form of divination. I'm not discounting it. However, my thought is is that at some point you need to work through those energies and work with them in terms of whatever spiritual magic or whatever or spiritual programming that you do that there's there I, I, I truly believe and in using what my mentor calls power times in order to navigate and navigate the energies because of that uh, because of that. And you're supposed to work in conjunction with them. You're not supposed to use them as a crutch and you're not supposed to use them as excuses for your behavior. 
because he mentioned something about the moon being in uh, the moon being in Aries, and you know, and and Aries could be very fiery. And that bump that. <laughs> and I also know, I I believe that he was thinking that I was just being what what people would consider an emotional cancerin. You know, I am. I am one of the moon children um, that are born in the late June and early July. And that, you know, I, I quite honestly, I dislike the stereotype that's associated with all of the, you know, all of the, the zodiac signs. And true enough, we have influences, but I am not really going to, really yield over my emotional state of being to where the sun and moon and the planets and the constellations are in the skies. I'm not yielding to that because I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. It is up to me to navigate this, uh, navigate this life the way I see fit. And I have spent a great deal of time learning how to manage my uh, manage my emotions. <clears throat> but that was that's the space that he operates in. And he felt that he was right because of that space that he operates in with the Zodiacs and having this idea and conception of the way people behave and navigate through the world. Not really taking a look at how he is showing up. Not even taking ownership of how he is responsible for the way his experiences are. And it kind of, you know, that part of it kind of like like put me like, wow, okay. So what I will share, and I'm not going to share too much of this because it's going to be talked about in the next show, um, but... Oh my goodness, I just had a brain fart. I heard the thunder outside and I just <laughs> the thought just left my head. <clears throat> but I'm I'm always in this place of knowing that infinite intelligence is always protecting me. So regardless of how this is showing up at this moment and me just dealing with my emotions of, you know, of what I consider uh, consider a cleanup time. Um, everything is happening for the greater good. This happens so that I could see that space that he was operating where he does not really take a full look at himself. I haven't heard from him because the the text message that I sent him was a full-length mirror of showing him exactly where he is.
but Hello. all things are working it's for my greater good. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> you have anything? I'm great. How are you? Are you good? You sure? I don't want you over there being on teary-eyed and carrying on. No. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. You want to share? you have anything else to share? I'm actually wanting to let you open and release yourself because when you was talking with the coordinator, well, you're the coordinator. When you talked with the owner of the event that we are speaking of that brought this incident up, I wanted to tell her so desperately that you wanted to bust that guy up. And it was like, we kind of could walk right past what how powerful <laughs> that thing was, and I'm saying to myself, she has no idea how powerful that clash was. But it was, I was keeping quiet. I wasn't going to go and you know spill the beans <laughs> like I did just now, because I spill the beans right now for real though, because that's the way it was. I mean, ooh, you was mad with him. And I I wanted to console you. I really did because, like you said, it's important to understand who you are and what you need to attain to bring yourself to a place of balance in a world that can bring conflict that can cause you to step out of your position that is most comfortable for you. I'm the same way. People, trust and believe me, I had to do the exact same thing because I know myself to have gotten more than once so extremely upset to where it was dangerous. And I learned it in an early stage of my life, and I had to meditate and do a lot of contemplation about what was going down because the anger that it kicked off for me had me hunt. I didn't hunt. I was vigilant to see if this person would reappear in my life. That was the difference. There's people who allow their emotions to control what they do instead of spirit operate in their lives to guide them to what they do. Even at that young age, I was allowing spirit to guide me in what I was doing. I was not allowing emotions to direct my action. Now, listen carefully to what I'm saying. My anger was of such a degree to where I had become literally mad. I mean mad. Now, when I define mad, I mean I was aiming to kill this person on sight, I had 
tools on me to where if I saw the person, it would have been an attack. I was not asking any questions. I was not bringing up any issues. I was just going to kill him. And I was going to look at him. And I wanted him to recognize who he messed with and let him know that this was his last day. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, Dale. But I could not ever find this person. Not that I was seeking him out, but I was being vigilant so that if I ever crossed paths with them, it was going to be a done deal. Just so happens, after six months, what came to me was, you know, uh, murder is a crime, and you could go to jail. And I was like, oh, I don't. I don't want that. No, no, that's 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 not. No, no. Wait a minute. We got to think this thing out. That's not right. So, mindful. I'm under the age of eighteen when all this was going on in my life. So, I was like, okay. Still, a person talking to the Lord. I was like, well, okay. Then, I understand your reasoning. All right, then I won't kill him. But let me beat him. Hard enough and bad enough to where he's going to recognize that he don't do that kind of stuff no more. I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm sitting up there talking to a girl on the bus stop. Okay, see, I'm getting in my motions. Let me calm down. Let me calm down. Calm down. Who's that? Who's that? It's funny how that stuff can stay with you. But I was young man. I was in the seventh grade. Um, a distance away from home, a little over a mile. Have to get home. Have to protect myself. I don't have no brothers that's gonna do any of that for me. I'm on my own, and I got to go and be the man that I need to be because my family's expecting this of me. So, being a man, because you know I'm in the seventh grade. I'm growing up. I'm trying to rap to the little sister on the corner there that was in my class because I'm like. Yeah, you know, this is what guys do. Yeah. And so I was sitting up there rapping to the sister. <laughs> All right. And I'm feeling good about this. But I was observant enough to recognize that these guys kind of gravitated to the corner. And they was on this, like, huddle type of thing. <clears throat> and I was like, okay. It's a free world. People can do what they want to do. So I'm still talking to the sister. And these guys walk up. I'm thinking they're catching the bus. And they kind of stood in front of us, me and two other guys that was there. They was with some girls, too. And they kind of walked off. And I'm like, I'm trying to get my Mac on. So slightly distracted, trying to get my Mac on. The one guy came back. And when he came back, he stood in front of me. And I just kind of glanced. I ain't paying this dude no mind. And all of a sudden, he hit me in my chest, knocked me into the wall, and I changed in the twinkling of an eye to being a rapper, 
Mr. Cool, Mr. Don Juan, to a killer. Because straight then and there, I was like, oh, hell no. Because not only was this girl there saw this, my pride was on the line. And, oh, you talk about a brother being upset. Oh, the brother was terribly upset. I was so upset, I was about to bust some serious stuff. What ended up happening, I was like, oh, this dude going down. My friend that was with me, I was like, take my books, right, because this is <clears throat> over. And he was like, I ain't taking your books, man. And so this guy said, I'm going to take you. I'll take your books, bro, right? And all of a sudden, my eyes opened up. And I was like, oh, hold on up. This one of them messed up situations to where they're just coming out to mess with a group, mess with some. It was a gang thing, and they just wanted somebody to pick on. And they figured they was going to pick me out of the crowd and then have you get, I don't know if you people know this stuff, but they they will get you caught up in a situation. <laughs> and the whole group of guys will end, picking, end up picking you out of the crowd, have you match up with that person, and then irritate the whole situation. Whether you thought you was a fighter or not didn't matter because they would either stand behind you, have the guy push the, push you over behind over top of the other person, it would have been a horrible situation. And I remember that situation when I was even a younger person. And that was when I recognized that I wasn't taking that kind of BS from nobody no more ever again in my life. So when I'm in the seventh grade and I saw that thing happen again, I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. They playing children's games. People about to get hurt up in here. Now, my people were so upset. Um, well, I was upset. My people recognized what happened. The two guys I was with, they were calling for me because they were bawling. <laughs> they were stepping up out of there because they was like, oh, we see this, right? But I was so mad. I was like, I ain't running. Like, all of this. I was like, if all you mothers want to get done, I'll mess you all up because I was upset. I was in the state of being in my emotions for real, but being led by spirit. My guys called me again, and they was like, yo, T, come on, man, come on. And I looked at that dude dead in his eyes, and I said, if I ever see you again, I'm going to kill you. I told him that. I gave him a promise. Woo, look out. Calm down, brother. Calm down. Woo, sigh. <laughs> now, I'm telling you. <laughs> People, y'all don't. I'm. I'm. Tell, I was in a space, in a place of time, that I had to pray to God about, in order to get myself together, because literally I was going to kill that guy, and I promised him that was what what was going to happen, and so. Before I decided to walk off, because I was not ready to run. I asked the girls if they were going to be all right. Because if they say they wasn't going to be all right, well, then we had some more business to deal with right here. But they say they was going to be all right. And I was like, all right. So then I went and I stepped away. But I kept my eye on that dude. And I was like, you marked. You are marked. And then I went on and I caught up with my boys. 
and I gave them a little bit of my mind because I was like, what's the matter with y'all? Let's say how you go ahead and do this stuff. <laughs> but God was watching out for me. I'm telling you, God was watching out for us because it was in the younger days where if something like that happened in these days and times, somebody probably would have got killed right there on the spot because people carry weapons. They would have stuck somebody. All kinds of things would have occurred. And uh, we have an electrical charge experience going on right now to where I think I must have got too much of my emotions because there's thunder and lightning going on right now. There's a lot of uh, lightning strikes happening. The power then went out in the house and came back on. People, I was seriously upset. <laughs> so let's 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 tone it down. We're bringing it down. We're turning it down, so we don't have a lightning bolt hit the house. <laughs> Arlene, are you still there? Oh, Arlene is gone. The power went out on her computer. So. <laughs> I think I'm still here with you guys. And when she's able to come back to the screen, come back to the situation, everything should be okay. But I'm going to check. I didn't hear anything crazy and unusually bizarre. I suspect that my wife is still fine and she did not um, get fried in front of the computer screen. So (laughs) let me go over there. To make sure she's fine But the point that we're bringing To the table is Conflict happens But you have to learn and understand How to deal with it Appropriately Because life Is a beautiful experience Life is the love That is required In order to bring ourselves to a place That's going to Empower us to be the best that we can be in every situation, no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the situation, because our highest goal is love. And love represents itself in a special way. It's not going to show itself irritable. It's not going to show itself rude. It's not going to show itself boastful. Love is the gift. And you need to express your love in a way that shows that in everything you do and how you go about doing what you do. Homeboy messed up. And my my girl is feeling a certain way about that. And so we wanted to bring that here in our relationship show because relationships is about learning how to negotiate and navigate through your experiences. The book that's known as the Bible has a lot of wisdom in it of which we need to identify clearly. And that wisdom tells us that love is not, it's in 1 Corinthians, just so you guys, if you want to go to it, because love is the greatest gift. And in 1 Corinthians, from the Living Bible, it tells us love is not irritable. Love is patient. Love is not jealous, boastful, pride, or rude. Love does not demand its own way, and it keeps no record of when it has been wrong. 
It is never glad about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Now, because we understand that people are who they are, you accept them for who they are, where they are. When they're willing to grow and develop and become more evolved, you can assist them in doing so. But don't allow them to move you out of your position of the peace and the harmony that God has intentionally gave to you in this gift of life. I think Arlene is back up on on, on the call. Is that correct? Arlene? Are you with us? Yeah, I'm sorry, family. Uh, we're uh, like I said, it was thundering. Now it's it's like storming. So <laughs> the the what is it? The computer kicked me off of Blog Talk Radio. So, but yes, I am back. So okay. <laughs> so what I would like to say about conflict. So one of the things that that I I let's just say that I experience uh energetically is that that when a conflict descends into a scream off, um oftentimes I'm looking to especially depending upon who I'm dealing with, I'm looking to do to immediately diffuse that situation simply because of the amount of chaotic energy that is generated by that process. So one of the things that one of the things that I, I learned is that it's almost as if, you know, when people get into that screaming match, it is like an energetic dumping ground. So how many times have you actually gone into a room after somebody's had a conflict and feel like, ooh, something something happened in that room. Well, the thing is is that people have left that that energy and that debris in that space. And essentially what happens is that a lot of that stuff gets kind of poured into you when you're having that scream off. And you really have to do some emotional cleanup. After, after, or at least let's just put it for, 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 for me personally, I had to do some emotional cleanup because it's not, and it's not, it's not, a, you know, a simple process because I have to work through the emotion. I have to work through the, you know, the, the, the energy that's been dumped. Uh, in order for me to get to my place of um, equilibrium, because sometimes my mind will revisit that, revisit that situation, um, and revisit that situation. So it's it's a matter of me getting to that place of, you know, of of release, continually re- to release from that situation in order to bring healing, in order to bring healing to myself. So that I could get to even a place of actually forgiving the person. Now, forgiveness does not necessarily mean that 
I'm going to accept um, the madness. It just means that they're able to walk comfortably through my mind without me having to, you know, you know, take a Louisville slugger to their head. <laughs> and it's and I'm and I'm just being real, family. I I I. I, again, I walked this path because I knew that, you know, that my my spiritual walk, my walk with God would help me to process, you know, and navigate my human experience. Anyway, um, I am complete. Is there anything else you want to share? Thunder all through the night. Promise to say Jesus in the morning light. Just said, take my hand, it'll be all right. But I'm going to save your soul tonight. <laughs> yeah, we got a storm going on over here for real. Yes, I don't yes, know if we are. That, it was, I, I was telling the audience when you had gone, I said, I don't know if I chance this was from the energy I was feeling from that anger that had a kicked off when that guy had me recognize the dangers that was steeped inside of me because we can really oh, hurt yeah. people when we really get hurt, you know? And so I was like, the thunder and lightning must have came in because it felt the anger and the, you know, revisited oh. that situation. And I was like, I was sparking stuff it, off. It, it could have been, but I will admit that I've been praying for rain in the Amazon and, you know, um, I'm hoping that the GPS system got it correct. <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, I heard your prayer just decided to stop here. It's like, oh, this is where we heard the uh, the uh, a call. So, yeah, we'll, we'll work with this right here. Yeah, this will be fine. But um, what, what, what I will share, people, is there's a, a, a quote I remember from years ago, and it says, Familiarity breeds contempt. And I wanted to share what that means to me before we close the conversation. An individual has their own makeup that develops what represents their character and their personality. Identify what that is of an individual so that you will know how much to give to this person and how much to hold back from this person so that they can be at a balanced position with you. Personally, I believe the situation became unbalanced. And I'm sharing that so that you all can understand how to navigate through life. The situation that Arlene spoke of became imbalanced because of the character, personality, character flaws, personality of this individual. The familiarity that he had assumed was there 
was matched to his mental picture of what he felt was okay for him, not for what was okay for her. And he violated that. Same thing happens in a situation when a man would rape a woman. Same thing happens in a situation when a person's emotions has gotten into a place to where they become a stalker and they start following a person around. Same thing happens in a situation to where the individual who is a bit off kilter will envision in their own world how they are to respond to an individual because they are thinking of themselves and not of the other one. And they'll feel that's okay. I remember talking with a police officer years ago who was um, suspended. And in the medical position I was in, he was sharing with me some things off the record. And as he was sharing with me off the record where his head was, he had shared that he was suspended, he was under suspension and administrative leave because he was up on charges of rape. And he said that he didn't rape this woman. They don't he don't even understand why they making such a fuss about this. Because he said, Don't you know all women they they want they want you to force yourself on them anyway because if if they just give it away, it's they're gonna feel bad about it. And I know I know that she wanted it. So I had to give it to her because I know she wanted it because that's the way she it was. And and then she turned around and say that I, I forced myself on her like like what was wrong with that girl? I don't understand that. I think she was crazy. And I'm sitting up there looking at him like he done lost his damn mind. Mm-hmm. I'm really I'm serious. But they didn't accept him back into the police department. And I don't know what was the outcome on the the, the far end. But I do know this. I did see him. This was well over 20 years ago. I did see him year, a couple of months, a couple of years ago. Within the last five years, I saw him. He was working with um, something like uh, utility, utilities, whether it was the Department of Public Works or whatever. But I saw him. I saw his face. I recognized who he was. But this is the interesting thing about that. When God elevates you, people in your past will not recognize you because you are a changed individual. You have changed in a positive way. And that change will aid in helping people make it through if you allow it to do that. So trust and believe that God's got your back. 
Let them lead you. Let them guide you. Whatever, whatever name you give to the creator that brought you into this existence. Because life is your gift. And you're supposed to get the best out of it. I guess I'm complete now. <laughs> so, um, we are going to go ahead and close out. But I just want you to know that, again, you don't have to, even if conflict happens, you don't have to accept the madness. And have it be your intention that anybody who comes into your space and into your expression is always operating in a vibration of higher love. We love you. We bless you. We appreciate you. We thank God for you. And we know that wherever you are, God is. I'll see you tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. I'll see you next time. I'll see you tomorrow. Love you, baby.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.